for this episode of First, we are drinking box wine because mm-hmm. that feels amateur enough for most first experiences. You never forget your first. Hashtag Francia. <laughs> Not spawned. <laughs> Yet. Hit us up. Working on opening this bottle of box wine. Ooh. Yes. Very cardboardy. It's in a, it's in a bag inside the box. Excuse me. Oh, it's got a cute little nozzle. Okay, I got it. It looks kind of like a nipple. It does. Ta da! Come, come over here with that wine glass and let's see if I've got this. Sorry in advance if I felt the spell on the floor. <laughs> it's not very nozzly. There we go. <laughs> Nailed it. The end. <laughs> everyone hello in this episode we're sharing our firsts first times and many other dating firsts yep you go first me uh-huh okay uh do you want to hear about when i lost my virginity absolutely it did not go well <laughs> for anyone involved <laughs> to be honest when i told my mom this story as one does she <laughs> told me she felt bad for the guy involved <laughs> which i'm like thanks mom it should be on my side um, I lost my virginity kind of late in the game, in my opinion. Most of my friends have had sex in high school, mm-hmm. and I felt really kind of alone in the fact that I was 20 and a virgin. I remember being- 20-year-old virgin? Yeah. I'm a 20-year-old virgin. Pretty much 40 at that point. <laughs> I felt like it. I felt like no one's going to want to hear about this, or everyone's going to kind of judge me for it. Um, so I remember it was one time this guy who was a massive douche- in college was like we're doing some playing some game and he was like are you a virgin and i was like no i have sex all the time <laughs> i'm like really sexual and i was like do i look like a virgin to you and he was like no and i was like yeah p.s i'm a virgin yeah p.s 100 percent never p and v action I'm very confused about how any of this works side note um the catholic health situation failed me because i didn't know there was two holes in the vagina until after the sex times <laughs> So, this and back to your virginity <laughs> story. Um, so I had started dating this guy who was my first <laughs> real boyfriend. And um, <laughs> we I was at a party with my kind of ex-boyfriend and I was trashed and we were arguing. And I looked him in the face and was like, I'm going to fuck this guy tonight. <laughs> and he was like, no, you're not. I'm like, yeah, I am. Just watch me. And then I left the party and I fucked that guy. <laughs> Um, but I was so drunk that in the middle of it, I kind of had a like come to Jesus moment where I was like, oh, I kind of sobered up and I was like, oh, uh, there's some thrusting happening. What's going on? And I kind of just like started sobbing hysterically (laughs) and he stopped and was like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. I just, I have to leave. (laughs) And he was like, do you want me to walk you home? I was like, no, I have to go. And I just got up and left, just, like, walked out in the middle of it. And the next day I was like, so we're still boyfriend-girlfriend, right? We were not. 
Yeah, that's like a pretty traumatic experience for both yeah. parties involved. It sounds I, like it he sounds like he me, tried to be sweet, but it sounds like you don't know what you needed in that moment. No, it was just like I was drunk and I was like, Yes, this is great and then I kinda just like had a complete like full shift in the sense that like I kinda sobered up for a second and was like, What is happening? I'm unprepared to deal with the situation. And then I felt really bad because I was like, This is what I wanted. I made the decision, you know, consciously or whatever it was mm-hmm. fine. But I just kind of swiveled into a place I did not need to swivel into. And, but I ended up leaving and calling the ex-boyfriend and having him come pick me up at the other guy's house and walk me the block to my apartment. And he spent the night with me and I just cried because I just felt like, I kind of felt like ashamed of the fact that I had been dating this guy and I thought it was going to be him. And then, you know, two weeks later, I kind of banged this other guy. And it was just a moment where I just felt kind of like, pretty shitty but then i woke up with this guy in my bed and was like you need to go i have a boyfriend now we're on facebook please leave and then the other guy asked to not be facebook official anymore <laughs> so i went got pancakes and celebrated the loss of my virginity at 20 at 20 yep it's sadder now that i say it out loud <laughs> How was yours? Mm. You were in high school, right? I was for sure in high school. I was a junior, um, which would have made me 17. Mm -hmm. I lost my virginity to a boy I had been dating for five months, which is basically we were going to get married in high school. Um, It's hard to tell a story without saying a name. I know. I try to like cut it. Even my own name. I was like, I don't need to to put that on blast. Um, We were hanging out. He went to the all boys school because we went to an all girls high school yeah we were hanging out at um a bowling alley and i basically at the bowling alley was like if you come back to my house with me my mom is not there and basically informed him that we could lose our virginities to each other and you suggest that we put your fingers in the bowling holes or like yeah (laughs) wink um he came back to my house and i think it lasted 30 seconds yeah and it was pretty i was very confused by the whole thing and then he started to finger me like during no immediately after (laughs) and i was like what are you doing because i didn't realize he had come already oh and then it was just very awkward and then that was pretty much it and he left and then called me on his drive home to be like wait you're on birth control right and i was like uh a little bit too late after the fact but sure i am don't worry we're not gonna be on like teen mom together gross that was like my (laughs) biggest nightmare but looking back, I didn't even think the guy I lost my virginity to came because I think I cried too much for him to get – I think he lost his erection in the middle of it. <laughs> and I had had sexual experiences before I lost my virginity, um, which had also not gone well. But, I mean, I just felt like it was supposed to be this big moment. And I think the yeah. reason I kind of cried was because it didn't really feel like it was a big moment. It, it didn't really feel that much different afterwards. Yeah. Because it was, like, more, like, let down, not, like, in the, it wasn't romantic enough or whatever. Because one of my girlfriends was, like, she won't have sex with you unless you're her boyfriend and you should put rose petals on the bed. So, naturally, he asked me to be his girlfriend right before we had sex and he had bought me a single rose. And I was, like, here you go. And I was, like, like, yeah, I kind of thrust it at me. I was, like, oh, I like you. And I was, like, cool. Let's bone. And I think the biggest letdown was, like, in my own mind of being, like, this doesn't really change anything. Like mm-hmm. I've been holding on to this idea of who I was and who I am based on this virginity thing and it didn't change anything. Mm-hmm. But it, what does, you know, change is when you have sex with a new person. Yeah. That's what's kind of weird is 
you put a lot of pressure on that with, too. Uh-huh. First time with anybody new is mildly stressful. Um, which is, I had been with five people before I got, including my husband and being 29 and now single again, like I'm having a lot of firsts with new partners and it's always, it's different every time, but I'm, I'm learning a couple of things. One, the dick reveal is always stressful mm. where you're like, what is about to come out of those pants? I'm so terrified. I mean, cause the biggest fear is it's a micro penis. <laughs> Or what if it was like, I don't know, what else would be weird if it was like really hairy? That's chode. one. Mm-hmm. Oh, chode. Yeah. Chode is not, I'm not trying to shove like one of those weird, remember those weird water mm-hmm. things you used to get like from the Girl Scout calendar mm-hmm. that had the glitter water in it? Yeah. I'm not trying to shove that in my vagina. It's like that moment where you're like, what are we working with here? Also the one that's stressful, uncircumcised penises. Honestly, those I think I would be, barf. Those, those should be more normalized than they are because the two people I've been with that are uncircumcised, it mm-hmm. was fine, lovely, but I was also like, I literally need an instruction because I don't know what I'm doing here. And that's like, I feel bad because I get what you're doing. Fight the society, whatever. I don't know. Don't get circumcised. But I also feel like it makes you a pariah. <laughs> And Josh and I talk about having kids. And he talks about how he doesn't want to get our kids circumcised if it's a boy. And I was like, no, we have to because he will be shamed publicly, privately. I don't know. I empathize with both. I hold space for both. It's hard. I don't even know if I've ever seen one like in person and not just Googling like low key mm-hmm. at night. Yes. The first time I did see one, I was like, oh, shit. What happened to you? Were you in a fire? <laughs> I don't know. Like, how do you respond to that? I think I just they drop their pants and they're like boxer briefs. I, I, I had to be honest, and I was like, I've never been with someone who's uncircumcised before. Like, did I they need, tell you I before? Need a quick tutorial. There was no heads up that he was circumcised. He was European, so I don't think like okay, that I think makes it's, more sense. It's way more common on a different continent. Um, but what I did need to do was like say, "Can I have some help here?" And he gave me a quick one on one, and then it was fine. It definitely like... rocked my confidence a little bit as a lover because I like to think I'm pretty good in general. Yeah. But when you're like, I felt like it was like losing your virginity again. Yeah, so it makes I'm sense. Uncircumcised virginity loss. It makes sense. But it's also just like the idea besides like being uncircumcised, which is kind of horrific in like a, I don't know what I would do kind of way. It's interesting because it's like, you don't know what they like. It's like when you've been like, I had been with somebody for three plus years and mm-hmm. was new to dating and I had sex for the first time and I was just like, I don't even know how to act with you. Cause before you get in that rhythm of like, mm-hmm. this is what you do when you have sex with a partner that you've been with for a long time. You know what positions they like, they know what, you know, touches with mm-hmm. this and you don't know any of that. And it's like, for me, the way I handled that was just by getting really drunk <laughs> and being like, sex me, which is a n- super productive way to, yes. Uh, to either amplify in a good way or amplify in a really terrible way. I'm not <laughs> sure which. Well, I also had like, so said ex-boyfriend and I like after we broke up he kind of made it he didn't make it I kind of made myself feel like I'm keeping that door open in case mm-hmm. no one else loves me and wants to be with me <laughs> so if I sleep with somebody else he's gonna not take me back what she had said before was like I won't take you back if you bone someone else so I was really particular about who I hooked up with I would you know make out we do some other stuff but the mm-hmm. sex was a big thing for me and so you know I've been with two people in my entire life and it's like extremely low number. And looking back, I kind of wish I would have been a little bit more open and just willing. But so when I had sex with my like my husband for the first time, pause. Was, you had sex with two people in your whole life, yes. or at that time, my entire life. Really? Yeah. 
wow, I just yeah. learned something new about you. The guy I lost my virginity to, who I dated for three and a half years, and then my husband, who I've dated now for four years. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. And I feel like I'm stepping up because my mom, sorry, mom, I was only having sex with my dad. And so mm. for me, I was like, I was raised by people who have been like pretty, I don't know, what's the alternative? Not prude, anti-promiscuous. I don't know. Just like been very much like straight and narrow, mm-hmm. like one person. So I felt like a lot of weirdness around that whole sex thing. But the it sex is, things is weird. Yeah. It is interesting how the matriarchs in your life um, help kind of define your perspective on yeah. sexuality in general. Like hearing where your mom was coming from, the two you know, most, you know, informative women in my life in terms of, like, your first times. The sex talk for my mom went like this. Oh, no. I was, like, maybe a junior in high school. You know the sex talk? So like, was, the birds and the bees yeah, as a junior? It was, it was less about, like, the birds and the bees and more about sexual partners. I'm saying <laughs> it's a little bit too late when you're like, yeah, yeah I got my it. My mom, Linda, was like, so I lost my virginity to my high school sweetheart, and I thought we were going to be together for forever. Mm-hmm. And she was like, until we weren't. <laughs> and I was like, right. Mm-hmm. And then I thought... If I kept it on one hand, that was good. And then I thought if I kept it on two hands, that was good. (laughs) And then I thought if I kept it on my hands and my toes, that was good. And then I thought, fuck body parts. As long (laughs) as I know your first and your last name, that's good. Why do I need to know your last name? It's not like we're buying a house together. Oh, no. So the moral of the story of the sexual partners talk from Linda is how many sexual partners do you want in your lifetime? She was very much part of like the bra-burning you yeah, know, hippie lifestyle, yeah. free love. Um, but it it was like a good qualifier in terms of like we had, you know, sexuality was like not something to be ashamed of or not talked about in my yeah. household. Which I kind of I envy that a little bit. Not that like my mom has been like if I ask her about it, she's very open. My mom and mm-hmm. I are like pretty much best friends. Which I know is a cliche, people say that, and it's not like she's like she wasn't a teen mom who's best friends with me because she is still a child. We're best friends because we grew up and, you know, I grew up and she has been really you accepting have seven me. common and she, Yes. And you but enjoy like, her. She had only been with my dad. They've been dating since they were 14 years old. Got married at 16. It's been them 16 forever. 16 years old? Yeah. My dad came over the other day and he told me. That's wild. He told, me, he told us, he was like, you know, I, I, if I started dating again, I couldn't, I couldn't date anybody younger than, I don't know, 35. And I was like. I'm 30, Dad. And he's like, oh, I mean, I don't want to be dating no grandma. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but he told me, he goes, I don't know what I would do without your mom. I've written probably five checks in my entire life. <laughs> and I was like, cool. The love is alive. <laughs> but it's the idea, like, I had been with one person who I thought I was going to marry, but we weren't happy. And so I was like, well, I'm going to have to marry him. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was like, well, what do I do now? And then I went on some dates and I was like, I kind of want to sleep with people. But I didn't because I was too in my own head about it. And then when I met Josh, I went back and forth, back and forth about being like, let's have sex. And he'd be like, okay. And I'd be like, never mind. And he was like, okay. And then I'd be like, let's but do then, it. But then let's get to the time where you actually said, oh, uh, let's um, talk about your first time with Josh. So my first time with Josh was great because we had been on all these fancy dates. Like we went out to Purple, like this nice wine bar, and we had like fancy dinners. We had sex at the time that he got me take out Chipotle, and we stopped at the gas station to get soda water for vodka soda. No, whiskey sodas. And he had said to me, you like whiskey soda, right? And I was like, yeah, I do. And then he poured me one, and I was like, oh, God, this is disgusting. But I couldn't tell him that, so I was like, okay, I chugged half the drink and was like, how do I get out of having to drink the rest of this? Let's have sex. And all I remember... I think alcohol is the baseline in all of your stories. It is the common denominator of the choices you make sexually. It's also like, I, for some reason, am like, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do that. And do like a full-on turn where I'm like, this other option would be totally fine. It's like, I don't like this drink. And so I was like, let's fuck. 
But I remember standing up, and I remember I was wearing this like crop top sweater and high waisted jeans, and I was like, "Let's I'm have so sex." Cute. And he was like, "Okay." And I was like, "Well, yeah." And he was like, "Oh, like now?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I remember the first that I had was he lived in this basement apartment. We went into his room. And the first that I had was he's a slave bed. That's nice. I was like, he's like a real adult. He has a bed frame and shit. I don't even have a bed frame. And then he had a poster on the wall of his college, which is UW, which is the rival to mine. And I was like, I don't remember him telling me he was a husky. I don't like that. There's a detail about this story that I want to hone in on. I've heard it previously. Listeners. (laughs) Sorry, Dad. He doesn't, he doesn't so like, I want it from behind. Okay, I like to. I would like to say, <laughs> don't nod. Josh is nodding, but I would like to say that. Okay, so my husband will tell you that I announced when we went to have sex. I was like, I like it from behind, <laughs> and it was like that's how I wanted to do it. I have no memory of that. I would to think that I. I mean, I do like it from behind, but I don't think I would be like, "What's up, date five? I'm like that whiskey soda went straight to your head. <laughs> I just, I don't remember, is that in Chipotle? I probably had, like, mad cow. But apparently, I did say that, and we didn't have sex from behind. We had sex, like, multiple times that night. And then the next one, I went to a wake. So, I came full circle. But. But also the first time you spent the night in my house. Yeah. I spent the night at his house for the first time, too. And I remember him laying next to him, and he fell asleep. And I was so afraid that I was going to fart in my sleep that I stayed awake most of the night. And until I was like. I was holding this fart, and I was like, I gotta go. I, it was nice to sleep with you. Gotta leave. I have to go to a funeral. And then I left. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So I think I did really well the first times. Yeah, you do. But you're dating, so I think <clears throat> I want to hear more about that, because you're having a lot of first times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I even started a list on my phone, because I was kind of getting to a point where it's like, before, it was, like, super easy to remember, like, those first Oh, vibes. people that you have se- mm-hmm. had sex with or mm-hmm. do you want to have sex no, with? No, that I have slept with. I've started to list on my phone, a chronicle. I was like, way to, like, goal list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, I want to bone this person <laughs> and that person and Gwyneth Paltrow's on this list, bringing her back. <laughs> Hashtag goop. Um, I, think, I think a couple of things. I think I'm becoming a better lover in general, yeah. both for myself and for other partners, because I think having met my... Um, ex-husband when I was 19 years old yeah like he shaped he informed a lot of like my sexual repertoire um so just by de facto of being with other people um I'm learning things that like I didn't know I like but Mm it turns out I do and I'm I'm doing a lot more like exploring both like emotionally and mentally but also like how to enjoy another person's body and and how to express myself um that way um I'm also um, dabbling with women, so that's um, something that's been really enlightening for me. I've always known that I was attracted to women since college, but by de facto of meeting my former Mm -hmm. husband when I was 19 years old, I didn't have a lot of opportunity to explore that. Yeah. And getting to know, like, a different part of my sexuality has been really amazing. Um, There's Um, things that you don't think about with a a woman that you you don't think are going to be important, but it turns mm -hmm. out they are. Like, you know, like with... You know, I'm for men. I try not to. I'm mostly attracted to taller men. But like the first time I was with a woman, I hadn't really considered height as something that I cared about. Yeah. Turns out I do care. (laughs) Well, something Um, that we talked about before was when you slept with a woman, I think was it the first time? Yeah. 
And you said you took on the role of, like, what you thought the man would be. I guess, yeah. Just, like, the more, not even, like, gendered, but just the more dominant person. She was 5'2 yeah. and, like, petite. And I'm 5'8 and, like, curvy strong. And so, Bodacious. like, just by, <laughs> so just by de facto, like, I found myself, like, picking her up. And, like, I was like, who <laughs> am I right now? Both, like, loving it but also perplexed by it. Yeah. Um, and so what I did learn from you know, the first time that I was with her that, like, I prefer women who are my height or taller and, like, are strong and capable. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next woman I was with was that. You know, she had a super active job, and um, I felt better matched there. And, and by feeling more equal, yeah. um, I, I enjoyed my experiences with her a lot more. That makes sense. It's something you can apply it to both genders, too. It's, like, I am – I would say a bigger girl in the sense that like I do have curves mm-hmm. and so being with a man who is super thin always freaked me out I feel like I was gonna break them with one of my boobs mm-hmm. like I was gonna like sit on them and they were just like crack <laughs> under the weight of me <laughs> and that always freaked me out so I never feel mm-hmm. it's hard to feel sexy when you're constantly worried about being too much too mm-hmm. big too right whatever so I think I, that's something that's interesting when you are now sleeping with women it is interesting to see kind of how that dynamic mm-hmm. is the same but also a little bit different mm-hmm. but yeah also, something that um, I hadn't really considered when sleeping with a woman is, like, when is it over? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, when you sleep with a man, like, it's such an obvious, like, finish when he comes. But, like, for in being with women, it's, like, you both come. You both come a few times. Like, you might pause and take a nap and then, like, continue to, like, be together. And, and yeah. it's a lot more fluid in that way. Also, yeah. women are a lot more communicative, a lot more checking in of, like, how does this feel? Like, this is what I'm going to do next. Do you like that? Um, which I think is probably a bigger expression of, like, our gender in, yeah, in broadly. General. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been really lovely to, like, get to explore a part of myself that I knew existed but, like, hadn't. Well, I didn't know that you kind of knew before. I mean, I don't know. I would characterize myself as being bi-curious. Like, I fantasize about being with a woman. I've never been with a woman besides like making out my first kiss was with a woman but i mean Mm. yes um but (laughs) other than that i mean i've always been attracted to women in the sense of like i can appreciate that obviously you know but because you're in love with me because i am in love with you sorry josh (laughs) um but i didn't know that you had kind of known since before your ex and yeah um i there have been like in college there were instances of like i would just be like wildly attracted to a woman like and it would kind of it would catch me off guard a little bit and there was this one woman in particular my sophomore year um and oh I was just like pining for her literally um and it's I was with my ex-husband at that point and I had shared this attraction that I was having with him and he was like you should go explore that and like granted permission that's nice right it was but I think he I think for him, he was not as threatened by the idea of me being with another woman. Yeah. Um, which is probably what prompted him to say that that was okay. But then when it came down to it, I did hook up with her. And then when he found out about it, for him, it was just, I was with somebody else. It didn't matter yeah. what their anatomy was. And so he was like, I take it back. And it was like a big thing. In and his head, it was mm-hmm. a great fantasy. But then in reality, yeah. it was you then with somebody and else. And he interpreted it ultimately as a betrayal. Um, oh. Which was like a painful thing that we like. Dealt with. and Dealt with. And it was thematically through. something that came up a few times in our relationship. As but it does. But being with her for the first time, like definitely validated that like this is a, a part of my narrative. Yeah, it's like, part my, of you. my narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 
I remember I have a lot of weird sex dreams. I have a lot of weird dreams in general, but sex dreams is also something that like is kind of weird for me. Um, but I started dreaming about women when I was, I've had dreams about women for a long time, but like when I was with my ex-boyfriend and I remember telling him and I was like, I had this sex dream about this person who will remain nameless. And I remember him looking at me and being like, and I was like, I think I might be bisexual. And he just goes, gross. Ooh. And I was like, okay, so not on the same page with that. <laughs> cool. Shutting that down, burying it in my soul. Tucking that away somewhere deep. Crying in about it later. Um, but, you know, it's, some people always will say, like, you know, when they watch women who watch lesbian porn, that doesn't make you a lesbian. It doesn't make you bisexual even. Um, but there are but certain, maybe it does but maybe it does i don't know some people i know who are very much like oh i would never they watch it because they like can relate to it more because guys in porn are gross mm. but i think for me it's always been this curiosity of like what would it be like and it's also like i think i feel more confident with women because you know i went to an all-girls school i've always been really good with girls mm-hmm. and i feel more confident being myself around women than i do with men you know, uh, growing up, I never had any male attention. I never dated in high school, barely in college. I've always felt kind of like a fish out of water with men. With women, I feel like I really am myself. So I think mm-hmm. that my sexuality is kind of tied to that in the sense that I feel confident and I feel sexy and I feel supported and loved. And so I would love to experience what that would be like. Well, that's like, a, that's, I think, a natural for yeah. our sexuality, but it just, that's life in general when we feel confident yeah. and comfortable in a certain space then we like show up accordingly yeah i've um my current hangbang who i'm really enjoying is um (laughs) we like had a conversation about like what our fantasies are and so it's really fun to like be like these are the things that i haven't done that i'd love to consider as firsts and and have someone who wants to explore those with you that's something that i really love about obviously i love a lot of things about my husband but something that i think really was a great transition for me from my previous relationship to this relationship. And part of it just comes with age was that I wanted to explore sexually. I felt like I was a really sexual person for a long time. And I had all these fantasies and these ideas and like, you know about me, I love a good role play. Mm. And I had wanted to enact these fantasies, but I would tell my ex-boyfriend <laughs> and I'd be like, I want to do this. And he'd be like, okay, but he never took charge. And when I met my husband, I would be like, I want to do this. And he goes, and he would always be like, mm-hmm. how can we make that happen? What can we do? What do you need? And he always like just took it the next step further to help me kind of get where I wanted to be, which is nice. So even though you've only been explicitly with two people, yeah. you're doing a lot of firsts with Yeah. With I feel like I've kind of I love run that. the gauntlet, and I don't know if I have any firsts left for my body. Do you want to tell me a little bit more about those? <laughs> uh, No. I mean, okay. I, I guess I'll just say that like – oh. Josh was cutting us off. <laughs> um, I am just saying that, like, I'm not – that's the kind of thing that people kind of – when people hear that I've been with two people, they kind of look at me – I was literally shocked to yeah, find that out. Yeah, a lot of people are. And it's like – I remember in high school I told some girl that I was a virgin. Not because I think you are hoeing it up, but, like, you no. just speak with sexuality with such openness that it made me assume. Well, again, it's like I'm a sexual person. Like, I remember when we talked about your hookup who was into BDSM, and we were in a group of girls, and two of the said girls didn't really know what it was. And I was like – let me tell you about BDSM. <laughs> Josh and I took a bondage class a couple, a couple months ago. You, you dropped some knowledge. I did. I, I was like, can I take notes really quick, But please? it's like, I mean, I know. It's like I read a lot of, besides the fact I read a lot of romance novels, which are not, you know, full, obviously, truth. But, like, I am. Is Fabio always on the cover? Pretty much 85% of the time. But it's like, I am experienced with, like, 
sex toys and I have tr- dabbled outside my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I have done a lot of things like that. So being with two people doesn't mean that I'm inexperienced. It just means that I haven't had a lot of partners. That's a great qualifier. And that's what's interesting to me is that people, I think, kind of correlate those two things in their head of being like, oh, you've been with two people, you're a prude. And I'm like, oh, honey, let me tell you. And it's mm-hmm. like I can probably one-up most people's sex stories with some of the weird shit that I've done. I remember I went to this party when I was in college and it was one of those sex toy parties. Why someone in my college was having this, I don't remember. Like where you go and you like buy sex toys? Yeah, they come to your house. brings them in a piece of luggage? Yeah, kind of like Pampered Chef. And they come and they tell you about these sex toys and they have this competition. I'd be like, who's in the kinkiest thing? And I told my story and this other girl told her story and I will say mine was kinkier. But she ended up winning but it was like i was a virgin at the time and i almost won this kinkiest story mm. because of someone i hooked up with so it's like the idea i think behind that is just that like you know i don't know it's just not being prudish to be kind of lower on the scale and i think what i love about that in terms of your expression with josh is that mm. you guys keep the communication open and i think a lot of people assume that by being in a long-term monogamous relationship that you're doomed to like missionary and basic sex but you guys have done a really missionary (laughs) precisely but it is true that like i mean things do get not stale but there are times where it's like you get in the habit you know your person so you know what Mm -hmm. buttons to push what not to do how to get you know go like okay Mm -hmm. yes this 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 done um something we talk about a lot is that josh and i scheduled sex because we both are super busy and so we got to a point where it was like we look back and be like, oh, we haven't had sex in two weeks. And it was like, that's unacceptable. We both would get like, really crabby and crotchy and be bickering at each other. And we're like, why are we unhappy? And then we'd have sex and be like, oh, this is why. So I started saying hump day, hump days. <laughs> and then <laughs> sexy Sundays. And I mean, we don't follow that all the time. But like, it is nice a reminder of being like, it's Wednesday. We should have sex. Because I work two-ish jobs. He has a full-time job and he commutes like an hour and a half every day mm-hmm. to work. So it's it's a lot to come home to a house and have to take care of your animals and your life and fit in time to feel good. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I think is really important in a relationship and we work on that. And I mean, right. it's the reality of it. I think um, one of the most interesting and unexpected things about my um, sort of change of relationship status yeah. is that like I always kind of like – I was banking on forever there. Um, yeah. I made a lot of jokes about first ex-husband or whatever, but, like, I really was, like, super caught off guard when... That happened. When my relationship fell apart in a lot of ways. And um, one of my big coping mechanisms was, like, falling into the arms of other people. Like, my yeah. self-esteem and confidence got rocked in a really big way. And yeah. a lot of firsts with a lot of new people, like, really kind of helped me pick up the pieces of my self-confidence that, you know, your value should be intrinsic. Sure. We all know that. But mm-hmm. like for me, a big part of, um, my healing was like people who were new saying like that they thought I was yeah. funny and wanted to spend time with me and like loving on my body. That was great. And there's nothing wrong. I think that's something that we need to kind of like quash is this idea that like the more people you have sex with, the less value you have as a person mm-hmm. i think that's bullshit across the board and i think if that was more accepting and open more people would be willing to explore that because like you get to i think every person you have sex with that's different you get to have a little bit more of what you like you learn a little bit more because everyone has their own experiences that they bring to the table so i think as long as you're doing it in a smart healthy way and you're doing it with somebody who's also consenting then it's fine so what's mm-hmm. wrong with that 
I think for me, the biggest thing about, you know, first times was that I felt slutty mm-hmm. by having sex with people and I felt worthless. And that's why I could not get myself to do that. And now that I'm in a healthy relationship with someone that loves me, I kind of wish I had been more quote unquote slutty because I wanted to have those experiences, but I was holding myself back. And I think that's really unfair to young women and young men everywhere by telling them that they have to do this or do that in order to have value in themselves. I think ultimately we get to make choices for ourselves and that's what yeah. the difference between 19 and 29 has taught me of like, yeah. you know, you literally couldn't pay me to go back and I would never want to redo my first first, but I'm really enjoying the current first mm-hmm. that I'm embarking on. Um, I think that probably wraps it. I mean, I think that's a good point to end on. So, I mean, if you have first that you want to write in to us about, you can find us on Instagram. Um, you can leave a comment or... Instagram handle is, I don't know yet. Let me look. Get, Get your, your life, life together, together pod. underscore pod. Underscore pod. Obviously, Kate is more organized than I am. Type A in excelling. Type B minus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Oh, hey. You're still here? Well, listen to our disclaimer, or our next episode, or don't. I'm not going to tell you what to do.